school productions, won prizes for his speeches, and was involved in editing and contributing to literary magazines and other school publications. But he found it difficult to feel like he fitted in, and looked forward to holidays when he could return home. When his father lost his job and the family moved in 1816, John Henry had to stay at school over the summer, as there wasn't much room in their smaller house for his growing family. It was during this summer of 1816, when he was 15 years old, that he endured his first of three major illnesses in his life, which also led to his first religious conversion. John Henry would write in a letter later in life, "I have had three great illnesses in my life. The first keen, terrible illness was when I was a boy of fifteen, and it made me a Christian." With experiences before and after awful and known only to God, it is difficult, he said, to realize or imagine the identity of the boy before and after August 1816. During the summer holiday, John was practically the only boy at the school. He was befriended by Ealing's professor of classics, Reverend Walter Mayers, who would later become a fellow at Pembroke College in Oxford, who took the young John Henry under his wing. He listened to Mayers' sermons and received from him various books of Calvinist and evangelical theology, which he devoured with great interest. The most important book to which he was exposed was a collection of biblical commentaries of Reverend Thomas Scott. He would write later in life, Scott made a deeper impression on my mind than any other. To him, humanly speaking, I almost owe my soul. He followed truth wherever it led him. It was he who first planted deep in my mind that fundamental truth of religion. I was struck by the minutely practical character of his writings. They show him to be a true Englishman, and I deeply felt his influence. And for years, I used almost as proverbs holiness rather than peace, and growth the only evidence of life. These quotations, which Newman referred to so many years later, may give us an insight into what was happening in his life during that summer of 1816. It was a time for him of religious awakening. Which he described as a returning to, a renewing of principles under the power of the Holy Spirit, which I had already felt and, in a measure, acted on when young. He was moved with a desire to be a better person, more moral, more dedicated to God. This experience and his reading over that summer led to his embracing the evangelical or low church branch of Anglicanism. This evangelical branch of the church was somewhat hard to characterize, especially after so many years have intervened. But David Bebbington, author of Evangelicals in Modern Britain: A History from the 1730s to the 1980s, gives several characteristics of evangelical Anglicanism. It is marked by conversionism, the belief that lives need to be changed, activism, the expression of the gospel in effort. Biblicism, a particular regard for the Bible as the sole arbiter of faith, and crucicentrism or cross-centeredness, a stress on the sacrifice of Christ on the cross as the central fact of religion and spirituality. 
John Henry became very serious about religion and about whether it was visible in others, and in these early days drew a sharp distinction in his mind between what he referred to as real Christians and nominal Christians. In his spiritual autobiography, written many years later, Newman mentioned another part of his religious awakening and understanding that took place at this time. I am obliged to mention, he says, though I do it with great reluctance, another deep imagination, which at this time, the autumn of 1816, took possession of me, that it was the will of God that I should lead a single life. Newman did not consider this a bad thing, was not ashamed by it, but simply reluctant to talk about himself. We should remember, when he came to this understanding that God was calling him to celibacy, he was only fifteen, and in the Church of England, it was not a requirement for those who aspired even to holy orders to be celibate. He would have been in the minority in doing so. It would not have been a natural choice for him to consider. Newman, at the time, was not exactly sure what...